0: The Homance Chronicles, the female equivalent of a bromance.
1: So many poor choices, but so many good tags, But so many poor choices. <laughs> I think we're ready. All right, well then, without further ado, this is in fact The Homans Chronicles. I'm Sarah, and I'm Nicole,
0: and we have a super fun guest with us today and oh, what? I'm
1: just so excited. It's a raffling Yeah,
0: hug. I almost feel like Sarah is fangirling a little bit um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's not often that, um, you know, we have somebody on the show who's um, an entrepreneur with a product that is very specialized that um, all women probably can benefit from, but it's just something that's not talked about very much. So we're excited to actually talk about it. And um, with that, I'll just go ahead and introduce the founder of Awkward Essentials, Frances
1: Tang. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Sarah. (laughs) You're welcome. So excited to have you on the show. Um, And so like I said earlier, before we started recording, actually, we came across your product through our Facebook group and it's called uh, a Chronicles of Judgment-Free Zone. So we have a group of ladies and sirs who like to talk about tidbits and tadbits and fun stuff that we talk about here, but in length, and talk about things that make them uncomfortable or, you know, may potentially make them shameful. And this is a product that I thought was just a shining example of how women's medical needs, or maybe not medical, but women's needs go like, you know, unnoticed or like overshadowed by the fact that it could be considered gross by the general population. I use air quotes when I said gross. So for me to fangirl over, yeah, 100%, because not only are you developing something that women need, genuinely need, um, but you're developing that it's socially acceptable to talk about the fact that they need it. Um, And then also opening it up to a space where people can talk about using it and their experience with it. So if you, since you are the expert, would you like to give us a brief overview of what we're talking about?
2: <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, that's so kind. Um, so uh, hi everyone, I'm Frances, founder of Awkward Essentials and inventor of the Dripstick. And so the Dripstick is the product that Sarah is talking about. So what it is, it's a medical grade sponge with a handle that's meant to absorb all the excess fluids internally after sex. So basically it's like a jizz sponge that absorbs everything. So you're not like dripping, you don't have to wash your sheets the next morning, wash your underwear or have that feeling where you think maybe your period started, but it's like not your period. It's from last night. And that feeling when you're at work is literally the worst. And so I invented this product because it's just something that always bothered me. Like I'm... I'm married. And I think most of us know, like rolling off the bed and like running to the bathroom and peeing after sex and like wiping and wiping and just like the endless gush of stuff that comes out. But because it's like lodged deep in there, it doesn't actually all come out. And so I'm kind of like an efficiency person. And in my head, I'm like, okay, this is an internal issue. It's not an external issue. Like I can wipe or use like toilet paper or tissue, but like, it doesn't actually solve my biggest problem, which is when it like drips out overnight or in my underwear the next day. And so the idea for the drip stick um, my light bulb moment was baking, making a cake. Um, so every time I would make a cake, I would use a rubber spatula, right? Like a rubber kitchen spatula to like scrape the edges of the bowl and get the batter out. And so every time that happened, I'd be like, man, it would be so great if I could just have a spatula for my vagina and get all the cum out and like not have to deal with it. And so that's where the inspiration came from. Um, dripstick is not a rubber spatula, it is a soft medical grade sponge that absorbs. <laughs> (laughs) in a couple seconds um but it's just funny because the inspiration did not come from the like feminine care world whatsoever it came the kitchen that's
1: it's amazing because i've i've had that thought like okay so you know being a female (laughs) we have delicate ph balance and whatever else and so i've always had that issue of the ph balance always being thrown off and for me the fact that i can kind of eliminate that problem right from the beginning is super duper exciting too. It's just so funny that you thought it was going to be a spatula.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, cake batter, the consistency, you know, like that's kind (laughs) of (laughs) where everything came together. But yeah, I mean, peach balance, like the smell, like it's just, I don't know. I just you think about it, you're like walking around and you like kind of feel it coming out and it feels like this big glob and you have no idea and you just have to like rush to the bathroom. And I mean, I distinctly remember like sitting in meetings like when I had a corporate job and just like feeling it, but you get, you're you just like, oh my gosh, it feels like so your period started. So embarrassing. It's,
0: I know. I feel like every woman probably has like a, a traumatizing memory of one time that it's happened to them. I mean, not that it's like, that infrequent but there's gotta be something that stands out I'm sure like I remember one time I was at like a TJ Maxx or you know someplace like that and I was actually trying on clothes and stuff and I was like oh no oh no (laughs) was I there no 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 but I mean that's like one situation where you're like well it's bad enough for me I don't need to have other people experiencing it as well with my as I'm trying on clothes like that's like the worst (laughs) I don't know if it's because like you know you've got movement and you're like stuff's going on you're up and down or whatever but I was like this is not
2: the dressing room's not the place (laughs) It's so funny that you say movement because we get feedback from like people who are fairly active, like runners or people who do yoga or like have a Peloton. And I'm like, that makes sense. Like you don't want squishy pants when you're like in (laughs) spin class, like you're already like sweating and uncomfortable. And then you're just like, oh gosh, there's nothing I can do about it. And so, yeah, it's just so funny because it's just something that no one talks about. And I remember kind of like, you know, going to Google to find out if there is a solution. And people are talking about it like in these like Reddit threads or like Yahoo answers, which is obviously not a reputable source to go to for ever anything at all in your life. And like everyone's <laughs> just like, I have a sacrificial cum towel or like I use the t shirt or like, you know, my boyfriend's underwear, which is completely fine for the outside. Um but right, yeah, right. I just am like, it's, but it's inside. There's like so much more inside. <laughs> <laughs>
1: our, it, and I had actually reserved, like, resulted to like, I was just going to have to shower every time I had sex to rinse myself out because that was the only way I could maintain a healthy anything, period. Same, so,
2: was completely- so 100%. I would just like go in the shower and like dig it out with my finger. Like, I just, I'm like, I just don't want it in there. Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not sorry. I'm doing this for me. <laughs> like, just. Right because I don't want to be at the grocery store tomorrow morning going through the aisle 12, looking for whatever it is I'm looking for. And then squishy pants. I don't, I don't need that. It's not interesting to me. So yes. (laughs) So
0: you've mentioned, you know, how it obviously can be like on a little bit of a delay or, um, uh, you know, as you're more active, maybe it kind of wiggles its way out or whatever. But um, my assumption is that when you intended for the drip stick to be used, it would be like pretty quickly after sex. So I mean, is it do women or is it cool to like use it multiple times if you think you might have like some residual still not in there? Um, Because if there's not enough liquid, I mean, the sponge is soft. It doesn't really like hurt, but like I don't know if you're going to get anything on it. Um, if you wait, you know, six hours or whatever. So like, what's your method of madness behind getting rid of the
2: most? (laughs) Great question. So it is meant to be used almost immediately. We do try to make it clear, like, Hey, if that stuff is pretty deep inside of you kind of wait till it's at the base, right? Because it's a sponge. It needs something to slide against. It needs something to absorb. Like it's kind of like going down like a dry water slide. Like you don't want to do that. So you can't, you need to wait until um, that excess fluid is at like the base of your vaginal canal, and then you can insert it and it'll absorb everything for, Oh, the overwhelming majority of our customers. One sponge is enough. Like we didn't want to make it too drying. Like we don't want, to dry out your vaginal canal or for there to be any potential for any micro tears, kind of like when you use a super tampon on a light day, like that's, we don't want that. And we don't want you to do that, which is why we are, we try to be very clear. It's only if you have excess fluids. So namely a bunch of cum in your vagina and when it's at the base, so it has something to absorb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to, um, I guess, be clear of the timing since we were talking about how, you know, it just can randomly appear on its own as well.
2: Um. (laughs) And
0: like you, I also I'm like an efficiency monster. Like there's a little efficiency guy in my brain that's like, you need to do this and get maximum benefit out of it. (laughs)
2: I feel that. I think I have the, that monster's twin in my head because that's exactly what I thought when I saw like, okay, there's some really great, there's like come towels and stuff, but that that's not, that wasn't what I was looking for.
1: Yeah. 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 Did you, okay. So before you had your own product that you dreamt of, were you using anything else as an alternative, like maybe a tampon or something like that?
2: I tried to use a tampon, and it did this weird... It, like, turned into this weird, slimy, like bullet thing which you're nodding so I feel like you may have tried to use one as well um, because we get this question a lot like what is the difference? And the difference is a tampon is a dense piece of cotton meant for an extended period of time and if you think about the viscosity of blood versus like semen it's totally different And so in my attempt in using a tampon I it kind of like slides out. And it doesn't actually absorb just because it's meant for different disgusting and like a totally different purpose. So our product is a sponge and it's like porous. So it absorbs very quickly because the idea isn't to like leave something in there either. It's just to insert it, twirl it around and then remove it. And then you're good to go. That's so great. I love it so much. How many different times? Like, okay, so you
1: started with a spatula.
0: <laughs> you have to stop putting That's fake news.
1: <laughs> in her brain she started with a spatula so like what was your like little so you like had a timeline right and like you had kind of different iterations of a product that's kind of how it works like how many different versions of this did you guys end up with before you decided to launch with what you have
2: so i've been in birth control for a pretty long time and um one of my jobs was as a baker and that's kind of what i thought every time i would like bake a cake but i never told anyone about it because. It's like weird. Like, it's just something we don't talk about. Like, sex is already so taboo. You only have those specific friends that you talk to about sex in your sex life, if any. And then to talk about this weird, slimy, smelly thing that happens after is like even more off the table than sex itself. So, I mean, the idea kind of like rolled around in my head for years. I just didn't do anything about it until another business I had it didn't go well. And I was at this very low point and I was like, okay, I have one last idea in me, but it is so weird. Like, I don't know if anyone is going to be into it. I just like, it's just a strange idea. And so I was lucky that the two people I did tell were so supportive and they didn't say, what if you like, they didn't ask me why it wouldn't work. Or they didn't tell me why it wouldn't work, if that makes sense. Because I think oftentimes as founders, like we always have these ideas and people have such amazing intentions and they're like, oh, but this already exists or, but that already exists. Why don't you just do this instead? And the intentions are always positive, but it's really hard because with innovation, you kind of need to take chances. So I was very lucky that those two people, I'm so sorry, my calendar is going off. Um, The two people that I told my idea to were supportive. And from there, I explored an accelerator program which is where I learned how to pitch the idea because it wasn't really the design. It's a pretty simple design, right? Like a porous sponge to absorb quickly. Um, but the thing that was challenging was how do we talk about it? Like how do I communicate this to people without offending the majority of people in the room? We still always offend some people in the room, um, which is like, fine but it's also like your mom had sex like I don't what's the problem But <laughs> <laughs> you're here so
0: right <laughs> yeah like
2: how do you think babies are made um or you were born so I remember when I first pitched the product like people were just shot like they didn't like it it didn't go well I used like statistics and I talked about the problem like I talked about it in the way that I think most companies will pitch their product just like have you ever experienced cum underwear? Isn't it the worst? Raise your hand. Of course, no one is going to raise their hand when you ask them that question. And so our pitch and our brand story and just the way in which we talked about it slowly evolved into, okay, I'm Francis. I have a husband. I do not like rolling off the bed and sticking my finger in there and digging it out. And like, you know, having to wash my sheets and wash my underwear and just the dripping and the smell and all this stuff. And so the iteration really came more from the storytelling versus the product.
1: Yeah. That's kind of what I was, I was curious because the product itself is fairly simple and um, it's, it's mostly the hurdle of the social aspect of it is how do you get it to mainstream where it's okay to even discuss that this is a problem. So like when you were running into like your boardrooms and you're going in and you had um, finally landed on the Twinkie theme, which I, thoroughly enjoy (laughs) how did that how did you guys end up getting to that point where it was like we're just gonna do this and
2: people are gonna have to accept it so I wasn't sure if anyone was gonna accept it to be totally honest right it's it's a really strange product it came out of my head like this doesn't exist in the world I'm trying to change the way that people clean up after sex which is a daunting task so what I did was I ordered the minimum number of sponges that the factory that I used to help me design it would allow me to order, which was 20,000. So I had 20,000 sponges in my parents' house. And I'm like, okay, how do I know people want it? Like, I'm going to have to sell them. If people are willing to pay for it, then I know that they want it. So I put together a website on my own, was not that great, kind of looked like a blog, very 90s. And I put it online and I was just like, hey, what do you you know, can I get some feedback on this website? What do you think? I posted in a few Facebook groups. And so we're very lucky because overnight, a writer from Huffington post UK, she like saw it in a Facebook group where she found it. And she did an article about it. She DM would me on Facebook and said, Hey, can I write an article? And then at 530 AM, she's like, I wrote the article. Here it is. So I didn't even have a chance to respond. So she wrote this article. So the morning after the website went live, I woke up and we had just like a flood of orders and all these emails. And I was like, what is happening? And I remember running to my computer I noticed this Huffington Post UK article. And then like an hour later, there was a Cosmopolitan UK article. And then like an hour later, there was like a New York Post and just all these different press outlets. We had like 30 articles in like that one week and it was just chaos. It was 100% your like San Francisco startup story, like went to my parents' house, had to invite my friends over, pay them in pizza. We're just packing boxes, building this assembly line. And at the time we were only selling like a box of 10 within the U S because like Francis back then was like, I just want to see if people are going to buy it. I have no idea. And so it turns out they were. And even just that first week, we got so many like kind messages from women who are like, I have always experienced this. I've never told anyone that I was bothered by it, but it's an issue for me. And so this is really cool. And so that was really an incredible push and just inspiration to like, have me continue and keep going because I mean, had that not happened, I, I mean, I don't know. And so from there, we slowly started seeing if we could do digital ads, like implementing email, just doing different things to build the brand. Um, And then we ended up raising venture capital, which um, is very exciting because now we can move quickly and grow and hopefully get the, well, not hopefully get the name and the brand out there um, all over. Yeah. Are you guys gonna go to Shark Tank? <laughs> you no, know, Shark Tank is on ABC Family, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they would if they would appreciate my humor or candidness. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I think the sharks might, but maybe not the network. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, I mean the at least the marketing that you have currently and the way that you've strategically picked some of like the background colors on your website. And um, it seems like you've even found a way to uh, talk about it, but make it palatable for mass market. I mean, it's pretty astonishing um, that you went from the type of pitch that you talked about to like what we see today um, because that's a lot of work and it's a lot of research and it's amazing that like the universe basically just answered like you were like I'm just gonna do it and then all of a sudden you got like PR for it. it I mean, if anything, that's like validation. I
2: think <laughs> it was. It, I'm very grateful. And I guess to go back to this Twinkie video and kind of explain what Sarah's talking about is. <laughs> When I had the product and was just going around talking to people about it, there's so many questions like, how do I use this? Like, when do I stick it in? Like, do I leave it in there? Do I put it in before sex? Do I put it in after sex? Just so many questions, which also speak to the lack of sex education in the US, but we don't have to go there during this conversation. (laughs) Um, But I was like, okay, so we need a PG 13 way to explain how this product works. Like that makes sense. And so having been in the food industry for a long time and like addicted to sugar, I chose a Twinkie because it's, it's cream filled and it's, (laughs) it's phallic. And to be completely honest, a anatomically correct plastic, like vagina on Amazon was way too expensive and like out of my budget. So (laughs) We use an iPhone to film a dripstick taking the cream out of a Twinkie to explain how it worked, and it's just—it's just very like on brand, I guess, and like on personality. And so, Awkward Essentials has basically become my personality translated <laughs> into a brand on the internet, which, for better or worse, it's there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really well. <laughs>
2: I just want to
0: also say that it's amazing that your parents were like, sure, fill half our house with drip sticks. Like what's supportive parents?
2: Okay. So people ask me about this all the time. Specifically, <laughs> they're like, what does your dad think about this? And what's so funny is my dad is also an entrepreneur. I guess it's like genetic, totally different industry, like software industry, but it's so exciting for him because he's like okay cool you found a market you built the product and now go sell it and he's like I don't see what the issue is you need toilet paper for your ass you need dripstick stick for your vagina like what is the problem people like why do you keep getting this question and he is honestly like one of my biggest supporters he was basically the operations like manager at my parents house because I was storing everything there so we had just like boxes like filling the living room like just empty boxes and packaging and tape and product. And there's still a room upstairs where I store all this stuff. And it's been, it's been pretty incredible because even though my product is completely different in the feminine hygiene industry, some of the challenges that I went through and am going through, he went through also. So it's almost been this opportunity to talk to him about things that previously would have never made sense to me. Um, And I'm just pretty grateful and lucky that my parents understand my mom. (laughs) Like, my mom is really supportive but she's also like can you tell me what the eggplant emoji means so I can tell my best friend and I'm yeah. like yeah <laughs> sure that's remarkable
1: uh, and that I love that you- you're like your your relationship with your dad actually got better
2: <laughs> I know that's what you're doing <laughs> it's pretty it's it's insane. And he honestly like, he he checks our Google analytics probably more than I do. It's, it's really nice. Like, it's it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, it's great. He's into it. From a business standpoint, he's like, hell yeah, I'll help you make money, you know, help you establish something of your own. Um, so that's awesome. I mean, I'm wondering, though, like, how many names did you go through before you got to Dripstick? that you thought could work but then maybe didn't
2: initially the company and the product was called come and gone which I still hold very close to my heart um, because I think it's hilarious but (laughs) (laughs) for the purposes of wanting to create more products and address more awkward problems we knew we needed a bigger umbrella so the corporation that everything was under was always awkward essentials And the goal was to kind of move to Awkward Essentials eventually. And so Dripstick was actually on the short list of original name ideas, but Come and Gone was just, it seemed so hilarious and so perfect. And so that's what we launched with. And then we decided to like, you know, go out there and come out with the fact that we are Awkward Essentials and we want to do more than just one product and Dripstick. I mean... We like it because it's short, it kind of describes what it does, and if you know what a, I think it's a dipstick, like for a car, Where's does it call a dipstick? I think it's a dipstick for a car. It's pretty similar because you're like, it's a dipstick, it's a dipstick, right? Okay, because yeah. um, you're, you know, putting a stick in a, like, in a hole, in a hole that has fluid, so it's not too different. <laughs>
1: No, perfect. Actually, when I ordered my box, I have the come and gone. I have the original. Come you from. have the original. And I was like, this doesn't match, but I'm so interested in this story now. <laughs> so that's actually really funny because I was like, where's the come and gone name? It's pretty darn, it's pretty good.
2: Well, you know, a lot of people think that like those come and gone versions, that it's just like a funny thing that, were, that we printed on, <laughs> on the sponge. Because <laughs> it might, I mean, that's it, that is what it does for sure. <laughs>
1: it is. It's,
2: it's really hilarious. I thought it was really
1: good. I was like, all these names are great. <laughs> That's so funny. So um, do you, I don't know, you got, how long have you been married for? You said quite a while, so it's been a minute.
2: It has been a minute. I got married right before everything went viral, which is the timing was just you know, when it like rains, it pours. So everything went viral a month before I got married. And that was right before the pandemic, which was in October of 2019. Wow. Yeah. So so we went viral October, 2019, and then I got married in November.
1: And then quarantine pandemic, everybody's having all kinds of sex and your product is flying off the shelf.
2: (laughs) And then quarantine pandemic. And so right after that, we raised some capital and At that time, the landscape for Raising Capital was really weird, too, because of the pandemic. And so we closed on 420. I don't know if that's ominous or not, but we closed on 420. (laughs) Um, And I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But we're lucky we found some incredible partners. And they are huge supporters and believers in the brand and the voice and who we are and the way that we just kind of go out there and say whatever we want. (laughs) I mean,
1: that's my favorite part is the fact that
2: you decided that
1: you're going to go just do this and just do it and, and not check in with any sort of anybody. You're just doing it. You're doing what everybody should be allowed to do and try to realize their dream. And so the fact that you're able to do it now, it's taking off and it's like the universe is providing to you. It should be obvious that it's going to be all right, but I understand the trepidation.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very exciting. I mean, kind of like I was saying earlier, the amount of really kind like DMs that we get on Instagram and Facebook and just everywhere and people taking the time to email us really kind of like keeps us going and keeps us motivated because it's really cool to see that, especially when we hear from people who have like hysterectomies or like disabilities, just like different markets that I didn't even think of when I first thought of this product. And so it's, it's incredible. And then I know that you, but You didn't find us in our private Facebook group, but we have that private Facebook group called Octalk. And that's um, with a lot of our customers and they are just incredible. And it's such a nice open space where because I think once you kind of like broach the topic of like common vaginas, you can really talk about anything. And so that's <laughs> what we do in there. And it's really nice. <laughs>
1: I mean like yeah because like I was I actually told Nicole when I joined the group I was like this group of women is so amazing and the fact that they feel so open and free like you've created the space for women to openly talk to strangers complete strangers but who have the same common you know issue concern whatever and then the funny like stories that come out of that group of women who are just so okay with whatever lack of shame they have or maybe they are shameful outside of the group and this is a place for them to just like tell these stories. It's like, can you freaking believe this happened? It's just so wonderful. It's like, it's like our podcast on steroids really, truly.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, well, we, we try to create a similar environment with our closed Facebook group as well. And so that's where your product got shared with us. Right. So it's, it's amazing. Again, that like organically these people come together and we find this information out with, Like-minded people who are Comfortable and we've created These like safe spaces Because I don't know Like I don't know if there's Any women who would be listening To this who are maybe in their like Early 20s but I'm in My mid to late Is 37 count as late 30s?
2: Yeah No No,
0: Absolutely not I'm in my mid 30s (laughs)
1: 30s is 39. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway,
0: um, there's a total difference between the way that I am with men compared, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where now I'm totally fine to be like, I got to get up and go clean up and I'm going to use the drip stick to handle my mess. But in my early twenties, I probably would have like tucked that thing aside, kind of like how you, you were with like tampons, right? You're always Uh, like tucking them in your shirt sleeve or something. mm -hmm. And so, um, I just, I enjoy the fact that that's a little bit more normalized so that men understand too, like we, we go through things here. (laughs)
2: We do. And the response <laughs> from men has been so interesting because I can tell you that 30% of our customers are male. And even in our Facebook group, we see a lot of really kind, supportive men and husbands and partners who are like, I, I bought this from my partner because she's always talking about it. I thought it would help. And I think that's just incredible that this weird product can open up that conversation between a couple. Um, we've seen different people say like, now we talk about these other things because we talked about this first, which is, it's, it's so cool to just see that happening. And then we do have men who are like, I don't understand what she's doing in the bathroom afterwards. Um, <laughs> so, you know, both sides. <laughs> there's,
1: there's also another interesting thing that I thought, um, was really cool. And you kind of touched on it about like, um, being supportive and I recall the one post you had mentioned I know what one you're talking about and it was just really cool to see also that women are seeking out women's opinions and looking at other stories and saying like oh I can have a voice or like looking at the fact that other partners are so supportive that they don't share or they don't hide it from them or like their support their partner does it for them or you know whatever it is it's like you also get to see other relationships and how some good healthy ones function and maybe compare them to what's going on in your own and say, well, is this really what I thought I wanted? But now I can see how all these other people are like having this really great relationship and they're able to talk about these kinds of topics that I'm not allowed to talk about. Maybe I need to reevaluate. So like there's so many different reasons why I'm just so in love with all the things that are happening in that group, but mostly it's just like, a coming, in, coming of age of people who are being able to speak about things that really, truly matter. It's so fun. I freaking love it.
2: That means a lot. I mean, really, that's just the goal, right? This is a thing that happens to so many people. And we just, like, want to talk about it. Like, people, you know, it's, it's normal. It happens. And that's okay. Right. And <laughs> I'm not
1: Googling it and find some stranger on Reddit or Yahoo Answers, like you said, <laughs> that was just like, well, I used a couple of cotton balls, and I spread them out, and then I kind of... <laughs> braid situation and I then I put them in a net and then I put that net in and it kind of worked a little bit so we're gonna go with this for like you know there's actual people that are real human beings behind these comments and stories too so that's really comforting as well I think
0: <laughs> I am uh, I'm sitting here looking at your background and I'm looking at this poll behind you oh. <laughs> so I apologize that I'm uh, deflecting the conversation, but I'm like, is that like just for structural purposes or is that like a stripper pole?
2: We do not have a pole in the middle of our living room for structural purposes. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I used to do aerial silks, um, kind of like the circus yeah, uh, on the yeah. fabric thing. And when the pandemic hit, I couldn't I couldn't do those classes anymore. The gym shut down, and there's no room in my house for like aerial silks. So, I decided to just kind of try to transfer those skills over to pole. And it's, it's been really great in lieu of going to the gym and in lieu of having aerial silks classes, and it is so difficult and so painful. And whoever said that pole is easier than aerial silks is a liar, because it is hard and it is painful. And I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting, because I have so much more respect for like the people that do it. I'm just like, Oh, my God, like, you make it look easy and it is not like there's so many parts of this that are like painful and difficult and just how easy you make it look makes it look easy and it's not and so once you try it and so um yeah shout out to all the incredible really strong pole dancers out there
0: (laughs) i watched p valley i think it's on stars maybe and it's um it's really interesting it follows like many different uh, dancers like life stories or backgrounds. I mean, it's fictional, but it shows somebody who like started out as like a waitress and then tr- you know tried to learn how to like do the pole and stuff. And um, yeah, no, it it looks incredibly painful. Um, and you have to be hella strong. Yeah. There's way too much core work for me. I think I probably drink too much as well. I'd have acid reflux being upside down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Happened in the
0: background. <laughs> yeah, my dogs, you know, would walk around me. She's the only one here. So if, like, I fell and hurt myself, I'd just be here. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say you would hurt your dog, but that too.
0: <laughs> no, 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 of course not. I would only, I'd hurt myself over falling on my dog for sure. I'd break like three bones before I fall on her. um
1: But. <laughs> oh my God, So actually I was going to ask, um, I'm going to deflect the conversation back because awkward essentials is awesome. And we do love awkward sex stories. And I was curious to know if you in fact had any from like back in the day when you were younger and awkward and didn't know what to do with yourself or the partner you were with. And like, just why, just looking back, you're like, Oh, I should have, I should have known, I should have known better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I think all of us just have a Rolodex full of like, <laughs> why did I do that? Who, like, just, I mean, I honestly think because I built a company around this, like, this is the thing that I've been fixated on <laughs> from all my awkward experiences, right? Because it's the thing that I was like, okay, we have to fix this. Right. Um, but my, I have a terrible memory too, but I think my most distinct memories about awkward is really just sitting and meetings like sitting at work and like feeling it come out like that is just I just have like so like vivid memories of sitting there and feeling that gush and it doesn't it just stays with you
1: it does it does
2: stay but with I mean
0: it. did you ever think like oh now I'm going through this gush moment and that guy wasn't even worth it
2: <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Is that even, like, a question? Of course. I mean, like, when you're young, that's kind of just how it happens. But I think it makes you appreciate, like, I appreciate my husband so much more. Just, you know, like, women are like raccoons. We, like, dig through a lot of trash and then hopefully (laughs) find something amazing at the end. Right. A piece of treasure. Yes. (laughs)
1: That's so
0: Funny. Well, we are at the That's point in the show where we do um, a little segment that we call a Girls, which is where we say something that we're proud of ourselves for because, you know, we just talked for like 45 minutes about... Um, you know jizz basically so we're gonna make sure that we end this on like a a positive note um not that what we talked about wasn't positive but you know we like to just kind of um close the show with like a little pat on the back to yourself for something that you've done and i mean it could be you know doing your laundry or it could be the fact that you survived your whole day of meetings or whatever um so i mean i can go first i won't put anybody on the spot but um i recently uh reached out to a nutritionist that specializes in uh patients who have thyroid disease or thyroid problems or whatever like i found a very specialized uh professional to help me understand like what's going on with my body and to really break down like all of my levels and explain to me how things are all connected um because i i just am not getting what i need from a traditional healthcare system and so i thought that was very fitting for our conversation today where it's like you need to uh find solutions for things that bother you no matter how uncomfortable maybe the conversation is or um how much work you have to do on your own like you're the person who's in control of your own health, right? So, that's my Attic
1: girl for this week. I mean, I'm I'm here for it. Mine's not as aggressively awesome, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm actually really proud of myself this week. I like my. I'm not really good at keeping scheduled things for myself on my calendar. I usually tend to like fill my time up with other people's needs. And so this week I really made an effort to give myself like a solid hour every day in the middle of my work day where I'm supposed to be eating lunch or whatever, to actually focus on things that I want to do, whether it's like trying out a new makeup situation or like, I don't know, watching an episode of 90 day fiance, which I thoroughly enjoy, or just something stupid, something to keep me like, whatever, take a nap, whatever it is. So like I've been pretty good about doing that kind of stuff this week and I don't know. I still feel guilty. So I'm still working through that part of it, but otherwise, I'm proud I did it. <laughs> Step one, doing
2: it. Exactly. Totally agree. I think mine is pretty in line with yours, Sarah. I am trying to take control of my schedule. And so I'm like actively using it's called Undock to help just schedule things and make sure that all the calls and all the stuff that require a lot of like speaking and like mental energy are on like mondays and fridays to give me that block in the middle of the week to actually like focus and do deep work and so this is the first week this is the first week that i think it's been like i'm seeing it like yes a ton of meetings today got through it but it gave me like full days to like concentrate and focus on things because i think a lot of founders are just all over the place and have ADD and there's so many things pulling us in different directions so just really important to make sure you have those blocks of time whether it's for like in your case or just from a work standpoint
1: yeah no I think I'm actually I'm gonna go use that <laughs> I, have, I have two parts that, like I for my actual job I have to use two separate sides of my brain every time there's the business side and then the designer side that I have so I completely can like sympathize with the founder thing because really you have to be like two or three different people all at once all the time. And so that would be really helpful.
2: Yeah. To like block everything together so that you can just like think one way for like one day and then like switch your brain.
1: Yeah. So I can wear the different hat one a day instead of three a day. That'd be nice.
2: (laughs) That's really fun. Well,
1: I'm thank you so much again for letting me fangirl over you for like the last 45 and sharing all your awkward fun stuff with us. And uh, just being an incredible human being and following what your gut wanted you to do. And then, you know, congratulations on all the awesome stuff that came out of it. So fun.
2: Thank you for having me, Nicole and Sarah. This was really fun. This is probably one of the most fun podcasts I've done. Oh, oh yeah. good. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, maybe that's our Atta Girl. That's our actual official Atta Girl, right? Um, i it. <laughs> yeah. So tell people like how they can find you, where they can buy your products. If you've got any other products that you think are coming out soon that you want to talk about or anything like that.
2: Right. Yeah. So people can find us at awkwardessentials.com. We're on Instagram at awkward essentials. Um, same with tech talk and Facebook. Our private Facebook group is called talk um, or, and, or Sarah can share it with you and we're on Twitter at awkward essentials. Um, not super active there, maybe because we're, Old, um, <laughs> but yeah, we are around. We have, we're always on live chat. So if you have any questions, like you can email us anytime, chat us anytime. Sometimes it's me responding to you or sending gifts back. You know, it's so yeah. we like to have fun. I just, I just
1: love how accessible you are too. That actually makes me really happy. That was one of the other reasons that I thought would be really fun to talk to you because you, you're accessible. You're real human. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm really. So we're gonna get a phone, like a phone number where you can like text. At, and I'm like really excited to like roll this out
1: that's gonna be so cool I'm so stoked for you you're gonna have to
0: uh figure that out on your calendar because otherwise it's gonna ADD
2: you like <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how I'll let you know how it goes maybe we can like cut that part out of the episode if it just turns into a train wreck and I don't want people to do that anymore <laughs>
0: No, I think we'd all understand if, uh, you're like, you know what, this sounded great, but no, it was all uh, right. no, I mean, that's amazing. Cause even if you go to your website, you've got like the little chat bot that comes up that can ask questions or whatever. And, you know, like Sarah said, I mean, she just reached out to you to even do like this interview. And so, um, you know, your personality that you've decided to mesh into your brand is just so refreshing. So, you know, I, instead of saying for like better or worse that it's out there, I think it's great that it's out there.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Blessing us amazing personality and product form.
0: Yeah. And then if you guys liked what you heard today, you can rate, review, subscribe, um, like, share, do all the things. And find us on Instagram at Homance underscore Chronicles. And then the closed group that we talked about on Facebook is the Homance Chronicles uh, Judgment Free Zone. And that's where you get these extra little tidbits where we, you know, discover new products oh, yeah. and tell dirty jokes and things like that. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Homance out.